Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Little Light Devotions, and uh, I haven't had guests on for a little bit. That's something that uh, just hasn't been able to happen, I think, over the past several, several months. Um, but there is something, there is someone that I wanted to bring on today, someone who's had a message for the folks today, and someone that is very near and dear to my heart, a good buddy of mine from college, Jared. And so, Jared, I really appreciate you coming on to the show today, and I looking over your notes here i i know for a fact you're gonna have something great to tell everybody so why don't you just go tell us something about yourself and just get started with what god's laid on your heart recently yeah yeah so uh first of all i want to say thank you for you know allowing me to be able to come on come on here because uh the past oh i don't know how how many months now um i've been getting more into doing devotions and uh listening to podcasts and different stuff like that and I know that you have been doing them, and so I listened to some of yours, and I don't know, I just feel like God's starting to uh, speak to my heart, because sometimes I have this little uncanny, uh, I wouldn't really say uncanny, but this easy easiness, that's the best way I can put it, to fall off of my devotions, and I know no, that this sure. is something that um, a lot of people do struggle with, right. and I mean, it's it's something that uh, a lot of Christians struggle with. It's it's very hard. You can just lose yourself for just a second, get distracted by something, and then you, you just oh man, I forgot I forgot about doing my devotions today. You know, right? So this is kind of something for me that I was. It kind of got on put on my heart, and that's why um, I thought about coming coming on and. Uh, doing a, a devotional because it helps me to uh, stay faithful in my devotions and helps me to get into it and actually learn stuff. And plus it helps me out because I'm also a uh, youth leader in um, slash co youth pastor uh, for the teens in uh, our church back here in my hometown. Um, but yeah, so a little, a little about me. I'm, oh man, Drew, I, I met you how many years ago at this point? It's probably like three, three and four, a half, four years ago. Yeah, three and a half, four years ago, something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, it was your, uh, it was your first semester. It was your first semester down, uh, down at PCC, and uh, my uncle and aunt introduced me. Was like, hey, we got some uh, great people, uh, great kids here from uh, from Rosedale, and you should meet them. I'm like, all right, fine, you know, whatever. And I remember just hitting it off great with you. And just constantly just laughing back and forth. And it was just, it was great. I, I just enjoyed it because it's very hard to find people that you can talk to and just have a good time talking and constantly laugh. And if none of you, for those of you who don't really know uh, Drew very well, he can talk and he can continue to talk and talk. <laughs> but it's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because it's out very, in public light, like that? very lighthearted, and uh, you create your uh, what is it? You're open, and you love to, you love just to be able to be people's friends, and uh, it's it's meant a lot to me. Mm. So appreciate you, man. Yeah, of course. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to think a little bit more something uh i i'm uh what, about a year older uh year and a half older i think than you drew 
Um, right. I graduated oh, okay. from PCC this last May, so it would be May in 2021. Um, and in June, I got married to my lovely, beautiful wife, Erin. Uh, and uh, we have been married now for, what is it, seven months now? So it's it's been crazy how fast the time has flown. Oh, for sure. Uh, since, you know, since graduating and then... We're closer to my married. wedding than to your wedding. Do what? We're closer to my wedding than to your wedding. Yeah, I know, and that's just weird. That's I know. It's weird for me to think about. Because uh, it, it felt like it was so far away, but then so close. And I know y'all started a lot longer than we did. <laughs> Y'all's so, countdown was so, so much longer than ours. So I know that y'all are, you and uh, your soon-to-be wife are very excited for the upcoming months. Oh, for sure. To be honest, <laughs> like I, I leave back for PCC tomorrow. And I'm, I'm excited, um, purely because it's my last semester. I don't even care about you know oh making memories, seeing friends. I'm like just give me the paper. I just want to leave. I just just get me out of there. I want to be done. <laughs> so I'm I'm super excited for this next stage in life, Colin. Like just kind of following behind you and uh, grabbing onto your coattails, but. It's been it's been a good time, and you are always one of my good my, my good buddies at college, and I'm super happy that I got to be in your wedding. I'm super excited that you'll be in mine, dude. It's been a good ride. It, it has. It's been it's been awesome, and I'm hoping that maybe uh, maybe throughout the time I might be able to come back some more and do some more of these. So, because I I, I I think I'm enjoying it. I think I'm gonna enjoy it. So for sure, man. But anyways, so getting into. Uh, the devotional for today um i had a hard time the past uh oh what was it a couple months ago um i started to really get back into my devotions i started doing really well um and then it it felt like this i had this th that giant of not being able to consistently do my devotions and that that was my giant to me that was like my how do I get past this sort of feeling? And it was something that, honestly, I didn't really know what to do. I thought, yeah. you know, if I if I prayed about it and um and I and I was like, you know, Lord, please give me the the ability to want to do my devotions more, then it would, you know, happen. And well, my dumb self doesn't. You know, my myself, my dumb self just didn't didn't think about the one part where I have to set aside time, my own self. I have to set time aside to do my devotion. And that's the hardest and, part sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so it's so hard sometimes. And and you know, I'm just married seven months in and have a job and have you know things that I need to do to take care of and take care of my wife and. You know, it just feels like everything's kind of pulling for my attention, and then, you know, maybe something at work happens, and uh, and then so I just get distracted more. And so I I really broke down, and I was like, I need to have time set aside. I've known people who set aside their devotions for the evenings. I know some who do it uh, in the afternoons, and I know some who do it early, early in the morning. Um, and so I've heard it both ways where. Um, and the Bible says, in the morning when I rise, 
give me Jesus. Mm. And people take that to the extreme of saying, hey, you have to do it in the morning, which I, I don't really believe that. I, I don't think that you have to do it in the morning or, you know, you don't get anything out of it. I think that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, because if at all you're in the Bible, if you're in the Bible at all and you're really wanting to learn from God, you're going to get something out of it. Sure. So, so I, I've set aside my time to do in the, in the morning and, um, I really got into this devotional. I think it was my third or fourth devotional that I had gotten into, um, after completing a couple and the title was Goliath must fall. And it was really, it was at that breaking point for me where I knew that I, I, I'm starting to get to that point where I'm, it's my devotionals, my devotions have almost become a habit, but I was, there was those times where I'm just like, man, I want to wake up at 6.45 rather than 6 o'clock, you know, <laughs> just to get that little bit of extra sleep. Um, oh, I can relate to that. <laughs> so it, it was, man, it, it was really tough. And especially whenever there was uh, some really tough days at work and, uh, I'm a right now I'm kind of a full-time school teacher and athletic director so I have a lot on my plate mm. so I come home sometimes and I'm just I'm just mm. dead I don't want to talk I don't want to I just want to sit down watch TV relax I just I'm dead sometimes for sure so I I really I made it a point that I needed to continue to do it in the morning and it helped me out um a lot that once i started and i kept going with it 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 really really worked so this devotional came at that pivotal moment for me um where i started to get my devo do my devotions a little bit a little bit easier and it, everything started to come easier because again the title of this devotional is goliath's fall and mm. it is uh the start of this devotional, it always, we all know the story about David and Goliath. Right. You know, everyone knows the story. Um, for 40 days, Goliath came out and taunted, you know, the Israelites, you know, holding them in this, uh, in this like grip of fear. Hmm. And he would not, he would not let up, would not. And every day Goliath made himself known to the Israelites. But the problem was, <clears throat> Israelites would never face him. They would never, they would never do anything about Goliath until David came along. Mm -hmm. So we relate to these Israel. Honestly, I, I've, I related uh, to the Israelites when having this, my giant of uh, not being steady, in my devotions. Um, and I was afraid to face it head on. And um, for those of you who are listening, you know, whatever giant you have, you know, it, it could be taunting you and it could be harassing you, insulting you. And one thing, embarrassing you to the point to where you, you're just, you don't really want to face it. You just kind of want to let it sit on the back burner. Um, and you know, this, this Goliath could be anything. It could be fear, anger, uh, it could be anxiety depression it could be a feeling of rejection addiction uh loneliness mm. it could be anything and i think we need to have a 
we need, we need to get out of our comfort zone as Christians and take that step of faith and face our giants head on. Mm. And, and that's, and that's e- sometimes easier said than done. You know, it's, um, I feel it's like it's always easier harder. said than done, to be honest. I'm sorry. I feel like it's always easier said than done, to be honest. No, there's oh, never, yeah. there's never it, a point where someone just is like, "Oh, fix it," and you're like, "Wow, I'm cured. Thanks." <laughs> Man, wouldn't wouldn't life be so much easier that way? Hmm. <laughs> uh, so you know what, whatever giant that um is in your life, and it, in this case, you know, for me, it was. Uh, just constantly, I guess more or less being lazy enough to not do my devotions. Mm. Um, whatever giant is robbing you daily of the love and joy. And, and this, and for me not doing my devotions, I could see the difference of me not having that loving and joyful spirit than doing my devotions. I can, I can tell the difference. Like I feel invigorated i feel like a sense of peace has come over my life when i am constantly in my devotions and doing the thing that god has for me to do and um we need what we need to do uh is we need to look into our own heart we need to find out what that goliath is and we need to stop the taunts we need we need to face our giants Mm. um We uh, might be living a Christian life, but, you know, are, are we living it to the fullest to the fullest, and the freedom of life that God intended for us to have? You know, God intended our lives to be full and to be full of freedom mm. and to have to actually have a life and not have stuff hanging over our head, stuff on our shoulders and that's not the way God intended for us to live life. God wanted us to be able to live life free of burden and pain. And sometimes we feel like it's just life. It's part of life. This is how life is meant to be. Mm. We're supposed to live with, we're supposed to just live with whatever we have that's kind of dragging us down and it's something we might never get over that's that's a, what a lot of uh struggling people see hmm. they just like oh this is a part of life well, that's not that's not true at all you know to to get rid of this giant we first need to acknowledge that um they even though your giant may be big that god is bigger you know, God, God is bigger than anything that we can face. And and it sounds really cliche because how many times do we hear this over and over and over again in our Christian circles and church where it's just like, God is bigger. God is bigger than your problems. Oh, for sure. And folks usually you know, use it as like a, a detractor to the, to the emotions or the situation you're in. They'll just yeah. try to be like, oh, well, you know. Just give it to God. Just let God handle it. And there is truth to that, but so often they just use it to more blow off your emotions than they do to give you advice on how to deal with the situation. Yeah, it, it's 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 tough because that's thrown so easily, and then people just back off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
they back mm-hmm. off and they're like, there, that's the answer. That's that's all we need. Done. But that that doesn't always work. Because <laughs> people who are in that, cause, and I've been in that problem where it's just like, you know, give, give your palms to God. Uh, okay, okay uh, Lord, uh, I have this problem and I, I need your help. And then you're just kind of sitting here like, okay, now what? And they're like, yeah. well, you did it. Good job. It's like, well, <laughs> like, what up? been fixed. <laughs> Still got a problem. <laughs> you, you have been cleansed. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know with what the Catholics do. You know, you sit down and you you confess your sins, and then the priest is like, I ah, go say these like go say these certain prayers like twenty times, and you'll be okay. And I'm yeah. like, that's just that's just not how it works. It's just not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's just it it never really occurred to me, and I and I've grown up in church. I've grown up in a, in a independent Southern Baptist church, where this kind of stuff is thrown around all the time. Like you know, bring your bring your care bring your problems to the Lord. You know, he knows he knows what's on your heart, but he wants to have that intimate relationship with you. Mm. And I see how much it's thrown around, but I don't see the backup with that. And the backup with that is that person actually helping and giving advice besides just saying, Hey, take it to God. Right. They, because, they don't, they don't you know, try you to with... give you an actual answer. And maybe, and maybe that answer might not work even if you try, but the, the thing is they're actually giving you certain advice. Like if someone has uh, like a, a certain addiction, um, you know, they say, "Hey, let's let's just do uh, pornography." If someone has that that addiction, a lot of the parents, especially for teenagers, they'll take the phone away, or they'll lock, or either they'll take their phone away for a period of time, or what, um, what some people also do is they block part of uh, the internet off of the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just they they take those steps. Yeah. Practical and so, steps and to defeating the giant, that, you know. So, yes, God is bigger than everything that we deal with. It starts with believing that Christ can help overcome this giant. He's already defeated them. We we know this. He died for us so that we can live forever with Him. He came to set us free from the giants that hold us paralyzed in fear mm. because we just don't want to take that step. Mm. And I think that's something so, that we need to, we need to think about more often because, you know, the Israelites, they had their, they obviously had the big problem of Goliath and they were afraid of that. And you could say that many of them were seeking the counsel of God. And so what did God send? God did not just, you know, send an angel down to wipe down the armies. He sent someone flesh and bones. He sent something practical, someone with enough backbone and enough courage to actually take care of the problem. And I think so often, um, you know, a lot of folks will get caught up in, well, you're not David and jo- and Goliath isn't your problem. And, you know, objectively, that is true. But every story in the Bible is there by the words of God for a certain reason. And it is to show that Goliath is bigger than any problem. I mean, Goliath was a very large man and stature was respected back then. And just the weapons he had and how big they were and how much they weighed, it was daunting. It was seriously daunting, and it was a massive problem. And yet it shows that God, in his power, can take someone small and feeble to conquer a great big problem. 
and with the actual practical steps of just doing something <laughs> unlike everybody else did david actually was like i'll do it just yeah, doing exactly. something taking a step so often that's the beginning of conquering the things that god has allowed to be in your life yeah ex- exactly and and i think i think sometimes we we tend to be that israelite who is like hey there's goliath we have a problem We'll go do something about it. Right. Uh, me? Mm. What? Why? Why me? Yep. Yep. Why? Why can't we send him? Or you know? Or how about him? Why me? And and we get to this. Uh, what is it? Like, what's the word? Uh, complacency? Not complacency. Is that the word I'm looking for? I can't think. Complacency works. Um, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Of just letting other people try to fix the problem mm. when you are the one that needs to step out mm. and take that step of faith. And sometimes that's all that God asks for is for us to take that step of faith. So I have a couple of passages here that um, in reference to um, what this uh, devotional was for today. And um, in first Peter, five uh verse eight we see that uh the devil is a roaring lion he walks about seeking whom he may devour you know even though our enemy in in the end is defeated you know Mm -hmm. we we've we've read the book of revelation and in the end we win no matter what amen yes he is defeated but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he will not he will not still try to tear us down mm. he is he will constantly do it it's like a uh, like a snake a venomous snake that even if you cut its head off it doesn't matter if you can step on the head and it can st- still inject you with venom mm. you need to take the proper precautions and bury the snake the head of the snake it's a good one and sometimes we we don't do that we we're like hey phew, we we did it right. I defeat I defeated my addiction. Well, what's the where's the boundary? Did you did you finish the job or mm. did you just partially do it? Yeah. Did you did you put a band aid over the bullet wound? Yeah, exactly. Because that bullet's still going to be in there. Mm-hmm. It's still going to cause you problems until unless you get it out. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's and that's that's a lot of the problems that we deal with, especially with all the Goliaths that we that uh, people have in their lives. So another one that I have here is James 4, verse 7, which is, and this is how we start to, this is how we start to use scripture to um, get rid of these giants in our life. And mm-hmm. we use scripture because what did Christ do when Satan first appeared to him That's to right. tempt him? He quoted scripture. Yep. So why should we do something less? Hmm. That's a good point. So James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And I know this seems, sounds a little just like, whoa, that seems really simple. But, it, I mean, it, it really is. If you dedicate yourself to God, you submit yourself to God resist the devil he will flee but it's not just on it's not just your power it's not just my power it's it's god's power Mm. 
God is the one that helps us do this. It's not in our own power. And that's where we need to make sure that we understand it's not us. We can't do this alone. And like what we were mentioning earlier is that God will give that wisdom to take proper practical steps to actually overcome these things. And if we're not taking the advantage of the wisdom God's given us and we're just saying, God, fix it, so often God, God puts the ball in our court and he says, we'll find the solution to the problem. And so yeah. often we just want him just to build the boat for us. He didn't build the <laughs> boat for Noah. He was like, go find some wood and put it together. <laughs> and it may be a long journey. For Noah, it was, what, over 100 years. Yeah, yeah. It may be a long journey, but when it comes to the end, sometimes the ending is so much worth the journey. And mm-hmm. I know I can, I can say that because... I went through, you know, I finished college last year. When I finally finished college, that journey of completion, all that feeling is just incredible. And that's, and that's just something physical. That's not something spiritual, you know, overcoming something in your life that is, has such a better, better feeling of peace. And wow, my God is great. Yeah. And even though you know, last year I, I graduated and I felt so, I felt so much accomplished. I, I kept thinking to myself, you know, God is so good. He's the one that's gotten me through this. And I'm not trying to like pat myself on the shoulder, but I made sure that I, I need to recognize God in everything I do, because if it wasn't for him, I would not be here. I can say that because, um, a year ago from this past Thanksgiving, I was on my way back uh, to Ohio with my fiance at that time. Um, and my sister-in-law was in the car behind us and we were driving on the way there. And there just happened to be um, about an hour away from our destination. There just happened to be a dead car stopped in the middle of the interstate. Um, the people had overdosed on drugs and I'm going 73 miles an hour and the Lord literally took the wheel. Mm-hmm. What I, I mean, Jesus took the wheel to a whole nother level. And that song has meant so much more to me now because I somehow was able to swerve out of the way, not hit the car, not overcorrect, not hit any other vehicle that was beside me. And I, me and my wife were, or me and my fiance at that time were safe. Mm. Now my sister-in-law did get in the crash. She did hit them straight on. But if the Lord did not help me, if God did not help me with being able to recognize what was going on in front of me, we would have been sandwiched between two cars and we probably would not be here. Mm. And your sister-in-law walked away, you know, relatively unhurt. She walked away with a cracked tooth. That right. was it. And it, I mean, it was just, it was probably, it was one of the scariest days of my life. Cause I'm thinking to myself, I could have been gone. Mm. You know, I, me, not just me, but me and my almost wife at that point, we could have been gone. And that puts things so much into perspective. Like, like guys, <laughs> We're not like I'm not making this up. Like this, this is true stuff. Like it's so the uh, 
the near death near death experiences are crazy life changers. But Shows don't wait till you, you get don't wait till you get to those moments to go to God. Mm. We need to go to him before, during and after. That way when we come out of those times we see how good God is to us. That's right. And how amazing he actually is. Mm. Now, I have a, a couple more um, passages real quick. Um, I have Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And this gives us the armor we need. Mm. It talks about the, um, the, arm, the armor of the Lord. And um, it talks about how much... Uh, or what should, what we should put on. I'm sorry, I'm turning it to in my Bible. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, and it says, uh, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness, darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. And it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, not just parts. You know, we can't just have parts of armor mm. because if we don't have the whole armor of God, then we're not, we're not protected. We're, yeah. you know, we're not completely protected. So that we, uh, that ye, may be able to withstand an evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Mm and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And I know that I kind of went through that really quick, but that's, that gives us the whole armor of God that we should have in order to help us face our giants, mm. to be ready, especially whenever God or Satan has attacks that are th being thrown at us, and it, it really does help. And then the last, uh, um, the last passage I have is just a kind of a, a send off. It's saying, "Hey, Proverbs three, five, and six. Everyone knows this. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understandings. Not ours, not our understanding, unto God's understanding." In all our ways, we need to acknowledge him, and he will direct our paths. Mm. So to be your giant, you need all-out dependency for Christ. Victory is trusting Christ and not about trying to succeed. Mm. And if we, can if we can trust Christ in what we go through and, and read his word and pray and really try to have our armor ready for the for the giants that are going to come in our life. We can be so much more prepared and we can we can face these giants head on and not cower like uh the Israelites did back um when they were when Goliath was taunting them for 40 days. So that is all I have um for this devotional um if you have anything else to add, you know you're more than welcome to. I just want to thank you so much for putting the time and effort into something like this. I know that uh, this is not something you typically do. I know this is kind of 
my my realm that I'm a lot more comfortable in. But I, I really appreciate you coming on and just sharing your thoughts with us. And I think it's really appropriate of the way that you kind of broke it all down. Just <clears throat> not just going through the passage, but detailing of how it applies to our lives. And I think that's so important is that so often folks just will read scripture and not apply it. They'll read yeah. it and then just be like, wow, that was a cool story and just move on. And I think the point of scripture, like you said, where Jesus was using it and the most difficult battle, one of the most difficult battles he had when he was being tempted in the wilderness was that he was using it constantly to defend against the devil. And that was back when there was only that one half of the Bible. And so now that we have the New Testament as well, we have a lot more to work with. There are a lot of things that can help us withstand any temptation, any giant, any problem that we have. And just reciting scripture does not make the problem go away. But the yeah. wisdom of God can teach you how to solve it. And the wisdom of God can comfort you in during those hard times. So Jared, I really just appreciate you, man. You did fantastic. And I know for a fact that folks are going to love it. Um, do you have anything else to add before we skedaddle on out of here? Uh, no, nah, I don't, I don't think I really have anything else. Um, this, this was a more than just one day, uh, devotional and I would not mind coming back because, uh, and maybe diving into depth about like certain, certain different as certain different, uh, aspects like, hmm. uh, uh, the Goliath of fear, you know, or um, talking about uh, Goliath of addiction, you know, so, something more in depth. Because mm. I know, um, I know a lot of people deal with fear, and it's 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 a really tough um, area to grasp, especially because everyone's just like, oh, you know, you can get scared of a lot of things real quick. But I'm not gonna, I don't want to spoil the maybe the future devotional I might come back on for. Don't, don't worry, know. man. We'll have you back um, on. But sure. I would definitely love to come back. I don't have uh, very much anything else. I'm just, I'm very happy uh, that I was able to come on and uh, be able to, you know, uh, do a devotional, I guess more or, less, more or less a devotional with you and uh, be on the podcast. And, you know, it's been, it, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. And I thank you for allowing me to come on here. Of course, man. Anytime. I really appreciated you and just coming on, being ready and having something great to give to the folks. I know that just something something simple, something good, something palatable. It's it's things people need these days. People need encouragement, especially, you know, we're going through a very dark time. Uh, a lot of folks are just with the way the country is working, unemployment, inflation. A lot of situations are happening and folks are feeling really, really lost, really confused and burdened. And hopefully that they can latch on to a message like this that you gave. And it can just encourage them to keep going. Just take that next step. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jared, I really appreciate you coming on. Folks, I really appreciate you listening to Little Light Devotionals. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you all next time. Roll the outro. Thank you so much for tuning in to Little Light Devotions. I know there's probably a lot on your plate, so it means a lot we could take this time together and just talk. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find all of my social media info and business information on linkapp.com slash AC underscore LL. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P dot AC underscore LL. Again, thank you so much for listening. I pray God blesses your day and your future. God bless you. I love you. See y'all next time.